What should we do while we're waiting for these files to download? Want to figure out where we're going on vacation? I hear Felgretti is a great getaway if you're okay around vampires. Sounds good to me. I could use some R&R. Man, look at the photos of that casino. Can you believe that convincing the general populations of the cosmos to bet with blood would lead to all of that? Jim must have been really creative back when he was still full-time in accounting. The luck that guy has is phenomenal. I'm not sure it's entirely luck. Well, what do you mean? He wasn't doing so well until he turned. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I guess when you think about drinking blood all the time, it's a pretty logical step to start making blood bets and then, boom, light bulb, casino. I'm still not sure how he became such a notorious vampire figurehead. He's only half vampire. That's exactly why. He got stuck in metamorphosis and still has a lot of human traits, so humans tend to trust him. That combined with his unquestionably attractive personality. I'm not so sure about his personality. Just because you two didn't hit it off initially doesn't mean you should hold on to this grudge. He said I was a scruffy... I know what he said, but your beard grew out nicely after that and you changed careers. Either way, I don't fully trust this lovable Jim. And we should, and that's why I brought some backup items just in case. I think Jim is vulnerable to garlic and sunlight just like the rest of the vampires. It still makes me wonder if things would have turned out differently without those experiments in Possum City... I guess we'll never know. What experiments? Well, there was a huge corporation called the Parasol Corporation. They experimented with some weird viruses in the 21st century, some of the worst that existed at the time. They eventually developed what they would later call the V-virus. It was an experimental variant of porphyria that was attempting to cure liver diseases. Isn't porphyria the virus that makes you really sensitive to sunlight and anemic so you crave blood? Oh, that, that blood part's a myth. But when they added in the rabies X-Link and some of the trial subjects had to be restrained because they went crazy and started biting orderlies, well, it all starts to come together. And now that the vampires who evolved from that experiment have a focused leader like Jim, they were finally able to stop their infighting and form gambling unions. Yep. And now we gamble not only with money, but also with blood. You seem to know a lot about vampires. Well, Jim and I used to play an old earth children's trading card game together uh, before the incident. So, what's with the little vial I see a lot of the vampires wearing on a necklace? Oh, that's actually an interesting story. Uh, the virus that started all of this has changed and morphed over time, but one thing has not. The undeniable good looks of sparkling skin? Fortunately, that went down like a sunset, or twilight, if you will. No, those little vials you sometimes see are full of just a bit of that particular vampire's home planet. You see, all vampires everywhere in the galaxy have to smell their homeworld at least twice a day. If they don't, the viral load will begin to degrade their cerebrum. It's literally their way of staying grounded. Hold on for just a second. They carry soil with them everywhere they go. That completely defies the Agricultural Conservation Act of 2068. Fertile soil has been priceless ever since the old Earthers had We don't had the... talk about that. Sorry, but how do they get away with it? Jim is a very convincing person. And like I said, he's done wonders for the vampires since he came to power. I'm sure the soil conservationists would love to get their hands on all those soil samples. Imagine what could be found that was thought to have been lost in the galactic wars. 
Well, I doubt there would be that much to collect in some simple dirt. Are you kidding? When the earth was farmable, just a teaspoon of soil contained more living things than there were people on earth at the time. Criminals have been convicted solely on the unique dirt found under their fingernails. Soil rocks. Speaking of rocks, Aaron just told me he has a surrendabite or two conveniently stored away to pass some time while we wait on various parts of our mission. Shall I splice our comms together and have a listen? Yeah! It'll be something to take my mind off of this heat and the fact that I haven't eaten in a couple hours. And that's why the sun sets in the east on Venus, so there is no wild, wild west. Yeah, James East just doesn't have the same ring to it. Oh, and we're back, broadcasting for the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Charlie. Today we're talking about cutting, or rather counting, cards. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> when it comes to cutting cards, Finley Peter Dune, an American writer, had said, Trust everybody, but cut the cards. For the love of God, cut mm-hmm. the cards. Please, please, sir, cut the cards. Card counting has been defined as the practice of keeping a mental running total of the cards that have been played, typically in blackjack, in order to gain an advantage by knowing the likelihood of an advantage for the dealer or the player. So it helps to win, but also to avoid losing so much. Technically legal, although highly discouraged by casinos for obvious reasons. They don't want you to count the cards. Yeah, obviously. So how does one become the next Rain Man? You don't. That was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise and um, oh, who, was the, who was Rain Man? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, that's right, yeah. Tom good. Hoffman and Dustin Cruz, right? <laughs> I'm, a very yeah. good, I'm a very good driver. I'm a very good driver. <laughs> uh, if you count every single card and memorize it, uh, or rather if you can't do that, there are some basics that you can do. Uh, you want to bet more when there are a lot of high cards left in the hand or in the deck. Uh, your chances of getting an actual blackjack are higher, obviously, if you have the, the tens and the face cards. Um, they are also higher for the dealer, unfortunately. But if you win with a natural blackjack, you win 150% of the bet in most casinos, as opposed to simply losing what you bet if the dealer has a blackjack. So I didn't realize that was an unwritten rule in blackjack. If you have a natural blackjack, it makes you like the total undeniable winner. Right. Well, it's it's just it's the hierarchy of cards, but in, in the winning more than... Losing when you lose is the advantage of, of that natural blackjack. Yeah. Um, you can also double down or split as a player. Uh, the dealer cannot do that. So what is doubling down? I was really curious about this because I've always So what is it. doubling down? Because I'm curious. I'll tell you. It's uh, normally you're only allowed one bet when you start a hand. But depending on the casino, you can add an additional bet and then receive only one more card. So you're doubling down that you're gonna your next card is gonna help you win. Okay. Uh, and it's up to the dealer to beat your hand. So the point is to attempt to make the dealer draw until they bust or go over twenty one total. Mm-hmm. Now you can also split, and that's when you receive two cards of the same value in your hand, uh, and you add an additional bet, which then allows you to virtually play two hands in the same round. Doubling the chances that you'll win, but also doubling chances that you'll lose. Now, if you use a team approach, you can also have a circulating high roller come to the table uh, when there are a lot of high cards left in the deck. And that gives you both an advantage against the house because you have a 66% chance that one of you 
we'll get a high card or a natural blackjack versus 33% for the house. And we're just going to put in a little PSA here. This is for entertainment purposes only. We don't condone counting cards, but mathematically, it looks like it does give an advantage in some circumstances. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's totally up to you. It is technically legal, but it is, as we said, discouraged by the casinos for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, if playboy billionaire philanthropists are allowed to exist in the same world that we do, you can count cards. Speaking of which, Ben Affleck as Batman, also as Daredevil, but mostly Batman, had said, I mean, the fact that being good at a game is against the rules at a casino should tell you something about that casino. Famous counters. Ben freaking Affleck. Yeah. He was a card counter. How Who knew? Yeah. He learned to play well and do some counting. Uh, not removed from the Hard Rock Casino and Hotel, but uh, he was asked to play something else. Yeah. They didn't kick him out, but they were like, hey, you can't play blackjack anymore. Mm-hmm. You're too good. Another individual you may know, Ida Summers, didn't count, but instead concealed cards and switch cards with the dick, just like a bad Western. <laughs> yeah, sounds that's... like a great movie. I want to see that. <laughs> Take it down by the Gaming Commission and the FBI. Are you Ida Summer? No, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a fall. <laughs> Not a fall for you, not a fall for anybody. You'll never take me alive. <laughs> Here, hold this. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> now, ever seen the movie 21? I have not. Good. What? Did you say no? No, I have not. Oh. <laughs> well, this is going to be awkward. So, based on that movie that we both saw, somewhat loosely based on the MIT Blackjack team, Members consisted of ex-students and current students from the MIT and Harvard groups, as well as a few other organizations. Now, this process worked for decades, starting in the 70s, and they made quite a bit of money consistently. Yeah, they uh, they got up there. They did well for themselves. Mm -hmm. So the English writer Owen Feltham, he said, by gaming, which by which he meant gambling, we lose both our time and treasure, two things most precious to the life of man. So do you gamble at all? Do I personally? Yeah. If I'm in a casino and I, uh, yeah, sometimes. So where is the most interesting place that you've gambled? Uh, probably Costa Rica, I guess. Costa Rica? Yeah. It was an interesting place because there were a lot of American veterans for some reason mm -hmm. just kind of hanging out. Like a, expats? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're living in Costa Rica now. I don't know if they're citizens. I doubt they're citizens of Costa Rica now, but mm -hmm. they, uh, they were living on their whatever they were living on and just having a good time, chilling out. It was pretty cool. That's interesting. Um, some more famous gamblers you might have heard of. Edward Thorpe. He was known as the Godfather. Uh, the Godfather. He was not the founder of counting cards. There were counters before him. But he's known as the Godfather due to his PhD in mathematics. And he's considered the first to perfect the method of card counting, showing that it's mathematically sound and reliable. Uh, he and a colleague won $11,000 their first weekend by betting with $10,000. Doesn't that seem really dangerous? <laughs> it's a lot of money, especially back then. This was back a long time ago, uh, back in the 60s, I believe, or 50s. Um, but the equivalent to, in today's money of what he was using would have been winning roughly $80,000 with $70,000 worth of money. Isn't that like basically betting a house at least? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a kind of a small house in today's economy, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this experiment showed that his technique was viable because he, he won more than he took in. 
His methods are pretty much obsolete because casinos have taken measures to counteract card counting. So what have they done? Well, they don't use the last card in the deck anymore. Um, so that takes out a lot of variance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they sometimes use multiple decks. So there's no way to tell. You don't. There aren't, aren't just 52 cards that are being played at once anymore um, in most casinos. Now, in 1962, uh, Thorpe wrote a book called Beat the Dealer, which is all about card counting and other strategies to beat the casino. Another guy you might have heard of is Jess Markham. He was a precursor to Thorpe, actually. He's probably the guy who actually started card counting. However, he avoided fame and recognition. He never wrote a book about it. Good for him. I respect people who don't have to write books about their accolades (laughs) or lack thereof. Oh, look at me. I know math. I know how to count cards. Don't come after me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ten years or so before Thorpe, he created a system to gain an advantage by only using pen and paper calculations. He's probably the first person to actually have a system that was reliable. But he was eventually kicked out of all the casinos at the time in Vegas. And then he moved on to Reno, got kicked out of those. And he was even rumored to have been kicked out of the casinos in Cuba and the Bahamas. Well, I gambled in the Bahamas. Oh, did you? Yeah. I so, think I did too, actually. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much played roulette. And I remember the last time I went to the roulette table down in the Bahamas, it was in Nassau. And we were at- Like one- Houston? No. <laughs> oh, that's NASA. Yeah, Nassau. There was this very nice hotel that we went into. So we went into the gambling floor, my wife and I. And I put money on like a random number and it hit. And so she said like, well, your number hit so you can go. I'm like, maybe I should wait for something else to hit. And she's like, no, no, we're leaving now. And then the wheel spun around and I spun around when I saw that that number got hit again. And I had five chips on there. Each was about $5 a piece, so like $25. So I had $25 on one number straight up, and I was going to let it ride. You know, me being an idiot because no number lands $25 twice in a row. So $25. Now it's 37 to 1 odds, and I would have made $925 (laughs) by just waiting an extra 30 seconds. But you could have lost $25. I know, but... You could have made almost $1,000 by waiting patiently for 30 seconds. Is this how you felt when you sold Bitcoin? I mean, I'm up (laughs) on it now. At this moment in time right now, I'm profitable. Uh, Well, back to Jess Markham. Nobody knows, speaking of how much money we could have lost or won, nobody knows how much he lost or won in his lifetime because he kept quiet about the whole thing. Good for him. Yeah. Now on to teams. Another strategy to create an advantage in playing blackjack is by the use of teams. Teammates will be spread around the casino counting cards. When a table is statistically favorable for the players, a designated team plate will circulate to the favorable table and make only large bets and attempt to win more money more quickly. That makes sense, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So a team was arrested in Canada in 1994 and charged by an affiliate casino from Nevada. However, the judge ruled that the team was not cheating, but merely executing intelligent strategy. They were being smart about it if they were cheating. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. They're smart. (laughs) Possibly. Now, Samantha B., Canadian-American comedian and writer, had said, Last year, people won more than $1 billion playing poker, and casinos made $27 billion just by being around those people. Suckers. Mm -hmm. Who made out like a bandit? That wasn't the people playing poker. The guy making a dollar an hour or the guy making $27 an hour. Yeah. So how do casinos combat counting? Like we said before, using more than one deck. 
Shuffling the cards before the whole deck is used, they keep the database of players who possibly count dubbed advantage players. You can't see, but I'm doing air quotes right now. It's like Ben Affleck. He's an advantage player. Oh, I thought you were about to air quote Ben Affleck. I was just like, (laughs) Ben Affleck? What's a famous daredevil daredevil line? There's not one. (laughs) I was just like... (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say like, I can see you. But then that was actually Neo from the Matrix. And Daredevil's blind. I'm actually looking forward to uh, the new uh, Matrix movie, Resurrections. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be really great. Not dating our podcast or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So also, um, they've gone high-tech, and they use RFIDs and cards to track the cards as well as the winnings. Hmm, Fancy. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested or want to know how to We don't endorse it. We don't condone it. Please don't do it. But, but this is, you know, this is how you're going to do it. It's information. I mean, we're, if you want to have this entertainment person, we're just talking. Uh, there are simple strategies such as subtracting a virtual one for each high card and adding a virtual one for each low card. So this and other methods may prolong the game so much that you're losing more money than you could potentially win by just playing and not counting. Uh, casinos frown upon this technique and they can kick you out for doing it. They usually ask for ID so that they can input your information as an advantage player and ban you from this casino and any casinos associated with the casino you're counting cards in. Uh, You may not have to legally produce an ID in some states, depending on the local laws, but you'll still probably be asked to leave or possibly physically removed. It says in your ID your name's McLovin. (laughs) (laughs) McLovin. (laughs) Yeah. They could also just... uh, Make it so you don't play blackjack anymore or ask you not to play blackjack anymore or even that you just stop using the advantage that you're using. They may not just kick you out. There is a gray area in which using others for help or some kind of counting device uh, could be considered fraud, which is basically illegal everywhere. So count cards at your own risk. We've told you several times we don't endorse it. Now, we'll leave you with a quote from Winston Graham, an English author. He said, making money at gambling was like seeing ghosts. You never met someone who'd seen a ghost, only someone who knew someone who'd seen a ghost. You only met people who knew people who made a fortune at White Sur on the race course. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.